The road we're on is paved in Garth. Come along on the journey. As we explore Garthology. Think of it more as a conversation. I like that. So if this is truly a conversation, then I say let the conversation begin. Showtime! Hey guys, it's Deb. And I'm Pete. And Deb here again, guys. Garthology is back with a new episode. For those that have listened before, you know that this is normally where Jess would jump in and introduce herself. But unfortunately, Jess isn't available, so Pete and I will record a short episode to discuss a recent honor that Garth received. Garthologist, we are so happy to be back. Like a lot of you, Everyday life gets in the way of the fun sometimes. But have no fear, we are back, and we are so happy that you have all stuck around for the new stuff. So let's get started. For today's episode of Garthology, Season 2, Episode 15, we're going to discuss Garth being one of 2020's recipients of the Kennedy Center Honors. Let's start off with some history on the Kennedy Center Honors. According to their website, Throughout its 40-year history, the Kennedy Center Honors has redefined America's perception of its artistic legacy and reinvented the way this nation rewards its artists. The honors have been compared to a knighthood in Britain or the French Legion of Honor, which is the quintessential reward for a lifetime's endeavor. At the same time, the annual addition of new names to the roster of honors recipients charts the international standard of excellence set by America's artists, as well as the aesthetic inspiration provided by artists of other nations who have achieved prominence on these shores. The 2020 Kennedy Center Honors, which is usually held in early December of each year, was postponed until May 2021 due to the ongoing effects of of the COVID-19 pandemic. Recipients honored at the 43rd Annual National Celebration of the Arts were multidisciplinary artist, choreographer, and actress Debbie Allen, singer-songwriter and activist Joan Baez, violinist Midori, legendary actor Dick Van Dyke, and our favorite, singer-songwriter Garth Brooks. This year's celebration was shown on CBS on June 6, 2021. For our podcast, we will of course be focusing only on Garth. The show starts with a past recipient, Gloria Stefan, introducing the first person that will be honoring Garth. And I think her first words are perfect. She is discussing an artistic statue outside of the Kennedy Performing Arts Center, which is located in Washington, D.C. And she mentions that the sculpture symbolizes action, risk, performance, and energy, and how they all represent Garth. That was perfect to me. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. And let it be said, when I was younger, I remember looking at Gloria, and she was beautiful. And to this day, she she hasn't aged at all. She is beautiful. She is. It's true. So after Gloria, we go to the first person honoring Garth, which is Bradley Cooper. And I think his monologue perfectly describes exactly why we do this podcast. Absolutely. When he says that Garth swung for the fences and knocked it out of the park is exactly the way that, you know, Garth kind of models his career after. 
it's it's just about how he took that risk and kind of how we came on and took this risk of doing this podcast when we had no idea. And yeah, it really does. I mean, everything he says, like every point that he made in that monologue, I thought, and that's why we do the podcast, yeah. and that's why we do the podcast, and that's why I do. it just worked every for every statement. If you all have the it, the show recorded, go back and listen. Those are all the reason. It perfectly encapsulates to me why we do what we do. Do you think at any point, maybe um, Bradley was maybe talking about us in the podcast and not necessarily Garth? <laughs> he just threw Garth's name in there to make it easy for himself? <laughs> he must just be like, and that's why. <laughs> yeah. You should really listen to these people. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next, we move on to Wayne Gretzky to talk about Garth. Wayne Gretzky, for those that, you know, may not know, he played hockey for the LA Kings <laughs> from 1988 until 1996. And by the way, I'm a huge LA Kings fan. So I was thrilled that this honor included a past Kings player, Go Kings Go. So Wayne discusses Garth's early life, his family, his retirement, and his return to performing. Out of all of whatever you just said, I heard blah, blah, blah. So Wayne discusses Garth's early <laughs> as, a, as a Ducks fan. However, I did get into hockey a lot because of my Aunt Deb, Uncle David, and my brother. So, uh, But, you know, my brother's a Ducks fan, and that's kind of where I went. But it was yeah. so cool to hear how strong of a friendship that Gretzky and Garth have, right? Over 20 years of friendship with one another. And that picture that, uh, you know, Garth's holding Gretzky's jersey, I thought that was a really cool, a really cool way to kind of send it off into the next segment for them to. It was really neat. Yeah, I agree. And that was cool. That came totally out of left field. If anybody had asked me prior to watching this, who I thought would be people that would talk about Garth, I would have never come up with Wayne Gretzky. That was awesome. Yeah. And you want to know something, actually, that's a great point that you just made right there. Maybe something that we should get into before we get too far into it was how these people who... We'll get into, I imagine, later on how the, the singers and the artists that came out and honored Garth got chosen. But, you know, these ones, as far as, you know, Al Dean, which we'll get into in a minute, Gretzky and Bradley Cooper, I thought that Trisha, because my understanding is she had a uh, weigh in on who these people were going to be. I thought she did really well with that. And for it to be a surprise to all of us watching the show, it surprised me. I had no idea how strong of a friendship those two and one of the next guys coming up as well. Right, right. I agree. And I think a couple of the singers, I would have guessed even, you know, before watching it. Sure. But yeah, some of these other things just came out of the blue. Yep. Bradley Cooper, I was surprised to see him. It made sense because of Shallow. Right. But yeah, I didn't expect him to talk about Garth on this. Sure. And so that was super cool. I mean, Academy Award winner. Yeah. And hello, there he is talking about Garth. Garth, yeah. Yeah, that was great. And then the Gretzky thing was a complete, I would have never guessed, like you said, that was a yeah. complete because. You know, Garth's very open about a lot of things that happen in his life and people that he likes to bend ears with that you could tell that there's something very special between him and Gretzky because he doesn't mention that a lot. I, I, like I said, I had no idea. Yeah. And then after Wayne, we're on to who you mentioned, Jason Aldean. Yeah. And Jason talks about their history. Right. And, you know, that's really cool for me. I mentioned it in a past episode before. You know, Garth will always be my favorite, but I'm really digging the Al Dean stuff over the last couple of years and his albums, the kind of music that he brings to the table. And when Al Dean admits 
that he had a poster of Garth on his wall as a child. I lost it. Yeah. That <laughs> was great. That was Can you imagine how great that's got to be for him? Yep. He had a poster of a singer that he loved, Garth Brooks, on his wall when he was young. And now he's paying tribute yep. to that person on the Kennedy Center honors. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of these guys, they always talk about never being able to talk about their dreams because they've never got that far in their dreams. And you'd have to think about something like that, you know, from from a young child to be able to do something like this was um, was pretty cool. And another thing that I really, really dug about what Aldine had to say, Garth mentions it in The Wind Show about how Randy Travis kick down the doors for little punks like Garth to come through and do what they do. And Al Dean mentioned that Garth had opened up the doors for singers like him that are not known as traditional country artists. And it showed where Garth was able to take country, a little rock and roll, mix it together and make it real cool. And that allowed Al Dean to come through and do the same thing. And I thought that that was neat. It became full circle for Garth, I think. Right. Which is part of what Bradley Cooper mentioned too, because he mentioned how Garth broke down barriers and genres. And I think that that was those two things combined proves something that we've said over and over, which is Garth has made it possible for people outside of country music to do their style of country music. Someone like Jason Aldean being like Garth rock and country combined. And I think Garth helped help that happen. Absolutely. And I think that a good, good point of what you just said, it'll be something we're going to discuss a little bit later on in this exact episode. It'll, it'll prove a point there as well. Yeah. Okay. So going on with that subject, the next person Jason Aldean talked about was Kelly Clarkson. Ugh. He introduced Kelly Clarkson to sing the dance. And I have to be honest with y'all out there. I'm just going to let Pete discuss this. Because I will break down if I try. Because all you have to do is check out our Carthology Twitter account. The day that I watched this, I posted a picture of my face when I watched the show the first time when Kelly started singing. Yeah. And I, you'll see what I'm talking about. I couldn't, I can't talk about it. So I'm going over to Pete. Yeah, I, uh, I could get this one. I got to tell you that when Kelly Clarkson walks out and she starts to dance, You know, I mentioned before how the dance is probably the one song that always gives me goosebumps. No matter where I'm at, who I'm with, what mood I'm in, when that song starts and I hear the ivories, like I get goosebumps. And within seconds of Kelly singing the dance, I got goosebumps. I got chills even talking about it right now. I can tell you that, in my opinion, when you have a great everlasting song like the dance, I don't know that there's anybody on the face of the planet that could sing it, in my opinion, as good as Garth does. And I think it's just because it's that good of a song for Garth. Garth mentions how, what would his career be without the dance? I mean, it's that important to him as well. I can tell you right now that Garth excluded. I'd lay anything I ever had on it. Nobody will ever sing that song again as well as Kelly Clarkson did. There is not a chance, not even the queen of country, Miss Yearwood, I don't believe can sing that song as good as Cully did that night. And I cannot stop watching it on YouTube and the recording. I just can't get over it. It was amazing. It really was. Like, it was truly breathtaking. I just was, I was floored by it. So. And it looked effortless. 
from her. Right? Like she just doesn't even try. It just so naturally comes out yeah. of her. Yeah. I just am. I, if I'm ever going to do another podcast again, yeah. besides for Garth, <laughs> I would do what? Well, okay, two. I would do either a Trisha Yearwood podcast yeah. or I would do a Kelly Clarkson podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so moving on from Kelly singing the dance. Next we have, so for those of you that are closer to my age, you know, back in the 80s, we had John Travolta and his whole urban cowboy thing. And he brought the urban cowboy into the 80s and it became a whole thing. Like it was a thing. But what they did was they had John Travolta come in to talk about Garth. And he discusses how Garth did even more for the urban cowboy movement than John Travolta himself did. Yeah, you know, and I, I was like, I was listening, I'm like, okay, okay, but I didn't know the whole John Travolta, the urban cowboy thing, and, you know, he said that he made, you know, chaps in these leather jackets, and I'm like, what is he talking about? But all right, cool. And then, you know, he talks about how Garth made it was real cool, and I'm like, all right, cool. But what really caught me, again, was how close of friends Travolta and, okay. and Garth are. And, you know, he talks about how they went through some very bad times and were there to bend an ear with one another. Well, right. And I'm certain, obviously, I'm speculating here. But for anyone who knows John Travolta's history or may not know John Travolta's history, he was married to Kelly Preston, who was an actress, and she passed away. And I'm certain, based on what John Travolta said during that introduction, that Garth helped him during that point in his life just based on what he was saying you could definitely tell that whatever it was that he was referring to which makes perfect sense what you were saying or if it was something whatever it was it was something deep and it was something very very important to one and both of them because he said it went both ways i I, yeah i thought that uh, travolta did real good you know and he's not aging too bad himself either yeah just to give some more history, Kelly Preston, for those in, in case you don't know, she was, she, I, the, I think one of the things she's probably most known for was Jerry Maguire. Yeah. She played Jerry Maguire's girlfriend at the beginning of the movie. And she was in Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Anyways, the whole urban cowboy thing. A- and again, I don't know if I mentioned it, but that was a big movie in the 80s. So that's why John was talking about the urban cowboy movement and how Garth really did more for it. And so after John Travolta, he then introduces the one and only James Taylor to sing The River. Yeah. And I mean, come on. Garth must have been so overcome by this point in the show. I can't even imagine what he went through. Right. So on the Studio G, Garth was talking about how this whole process actually happened over a few days because of COVID and the amount of people that they had in and so on and so forth. And so every time that they would go to a different location, they would be filming a different part of it. And at this point, when he was up on the balcony, They figured that they were going to go do some stuff and everybody had their masks on. And when they announced James Taylor to come out, he said he was floored. And thank God 
that the mask was over his mouth. He said, because if it wasn't, his mouth would have his mouth hit the floor behind it. Oh. And you could just tell hand over the face, instant water in the eyes. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's the man. And the first thing that I went to, <laughs> Garth talks about it in the wind show, the O on the end of oh. James Taylor's guitar. Doesn't know what it's there for, but it's there. So, you know, whatever, you just look at it. It's really there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and he did a great job on the river. I mean, obviously, it's a different rendition of it sure, than Garth's, sure. but it's still really good. And it's just, he's got such a beautiful voice. It's timeless to me. Yep. Like, you just know when you hear James Taylor singing, you know that voice when you hear Right, it. it's James Taylor, and it's it's withstood the, the time that it's, you know, went through everything that he's done with, with his career over all these years. I remember seeing this when I was watching the show. They show a picture or a shot from behind James Taylor looking up at the balcony at Garth and Garth looking back at him. And I thought, wow, that's a really neat still picture if somebody could take it and print it and do whatever it is that they want to do with it. Craziest thing was, I was watching Inside Studio G, and apparently, Garth mentions, not apparently, but Garth mentions there, but apparently there was a time where Garth was honoring James Taylor, James Taylor was up on a balcony, Garth was singing, and they had that exact same shot of Garth looking up at James Taylor, James Taylor looking down at Garth, so Garth said he definitely will find a way to get those two photos together with one another. That's awesome. That would be so cool to see those two together. Yeah, it'd be pretty neat. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, he did do the great with the river too. Like that's, you know, like that we know how good that song is and, you know, Garth has mentioned plenty of times, you know, if you have a great song and other people do their version of it, a good song is still going to be a good song or a great song. Yeah, it is. Next, after James Taylor, we go back to Jason Aldean who introduces Jimmy Allen to sing the Thunder Rolls. Now, Jimmy Allen, I don't know anything by him now. I'm I'm assuming he's a country singer now. Yeah. I'm not I my life is crazy. Right. I mean, you guys know if you've listened to past podcasts, I mentioned I was gonna be on travel for six weeks. Okay, so I was actually gone for eight and a half. So seemed oh, like crazy. a lifetime. <laughs> it was forever. I it, was gone forever. It almost seemed like you were gone for so long, Jimmy. Jimmy, he wasn't even born yet. <laughs> and now he's suddenly famous in country music. So I just hadn't heard of him. He has got some really good stuff coming up. And I've really started taking a liking to his music. This was what I was talking about. When we go back to Garth kicking down the or Travis kicking down the doors for Garth, Garth for Aldine, Aldine for guys like Jimmy Allen, not your traditional country music guy as you could tell with the way that he did the thunder right a little bit of country a yeah. little bit of r&b i thought it was fantastic but not yeah, that traditional great. country and it you know right. it, it opens up the doors for these new kids to come up and and do it their way and uh, jimmy allen you, you get a chance you gotta listen to some of his music he's doing really well yeah and i really liked it i like that blurring of genre lines yeah. like why does something have to be country music you know why does something have to be r&b why can't we blur those lines and mix them together what is to me i love that i think it's all part of the human experience sure. because to me music is music is music it shouldn't matter what the genre is or or like and we've talked before about you get people like garth who tried to do something outside of country when he did the whole chris gaines thing right. 
and there's all that backlash. Or you get someone like, you know, Taylor Swift, who started out in country and went pop, and she gets backlash for that. And there's, to me, it's like, why? Why can't they just, as an artist, if someone is a painter and they are creating art, nobody's going to say, well, you can't do any digital art because you're a painter. Or, you know, you can't do sculptures because you're a painter. Like, what? let them do their art. Art is subjective and it is what is inside of them and how they want to present the way that they see the world. So let Jimmy Allen sing the Thunder Rolls the way Jimmy Allen sings the Thunder Rolls and not the way Garth Brooks sings the Thunder Rolls. Correct. And, you know, I got to be honest with you saying that actually helped me remember. So, you know, Jimmy Allen has been coming up for a while and over a couple of the past CMA, ACM country shows like that, they've actually had him come out and do duets or, or, um, they would team him up with another country artist. And I think that they did really well introducing him to the country scene with other very at the time popular country artists and do his country music, but also allowed him to do his country style music with a little bit of his own twist on it. And it was okay with the country fan base. Got it. And and it looked like Garth really, really enjoyed the way that he did the Thunder. And I did. Yeah. It was cool to hear it done a different way. It was really neat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So then after the Thunder rolls, we have Jimmy Allen singing Friends in Low Places. Yeah. He just comes, bang, here's the friends, right? Like right into it. And you could really tell he wanted to have a good time with this one. It was like somebody was raining him back during the Thunder. And then they just let him loose when Friends came on. Like, he just starts going at it, right? Friends in low places. Garth jumps up. You start looking around, and then the crowd starts popping up. Before you know it, Garth's running around, hugging people. He's high-fiving people. And (laughs) the entire audience is that anthem that we all know, right? And we always talk about how the Friends are is that anthem song that everybody knows. They're showing people of, you know... Every ethnic background of any age, of any size in the entire audience, and they're all singing it word for word. All the other honorees singing it word for word. They're clapping. Trisha's having a good time. And Jimmy's just up there running back and forth, back and forth. And the way that he finishes it, it was one of my favorites where he just, he really showed off his voice with the last three to five seconds of the song. And Garth said, wow. Like you could see Garth mouth it. And then, uh, and that was, and then that was, that was that, like, he had some nice things to say about Garth and, uh, you know, appreciated him uh, being there and and what he's done for him and and music. And that was cool. That's awesome. You know, Garth always says that when he plays that song, he never really sings that song, right? It's, it's the audience singing it back to him. Now, seeing him sit down in that seat well he was up dancing around moving around but him being in that position with somebody else up there singing it to him and then being part of all of us that are in a stadium or at a concert or whatever it may be right. now now Garth's part of that right he got to be that and i thought that that was so cool yeah and jimmy allen did a great job the two really great songs jimmy killed it that's awesome that's so cool yeah i agree and what a good point to make is that now Garth got to be out there with all of us. Yep. You get to experience what we see. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Okay. And then finally, we have Gladys Knight to close off the recognition to Garth, and she sings, We Shall Be Free. I mean, can you imagine how much Garth's mom must have been smiling up in heaven right at that moment? Knowing how much Colleen loved Gladys. Right? Like, that's a great point. Like, when I saw on the bottom of the ticker after Jimmy Allen, before they actually announced Gladys, I don't know that there could have been a better closer for just a phenomenal night. Like, she was the right one. Yeah. At that moment, I knew it was going to be great. And then she comes out, and instantly, she has the entire audience's attention. You know, like, right in the palm of her hand. I was so excited to hear what she was going to do with We Shall Be Free. Right. And for it to be that iconic singer singing that iconic song and then knowing the history of Garth and his mom and how they shared a love of Gladys's music. That just meant even more to me, which I'm appreciative of this podcast because had we not done this, I don't know that I would understand how much that really probably meant to him, except for knowing all those things combined. Right, by doing the research on it. Yeah. And, like, it was instant emotion from Garth. You know, tears. Like, my allergies started kicking up. Uh, Wind was blowing or something. (laughs) Missed a little bit of the beginning. But how beautiful is that woman today? She doesn't age. Right. Her smile could light up an entire room. And she had so much fun. She's up there moving, dancing, singing. She's like, all right, everybody sing this with me. And she's got the entire audience in it with her. Right. Just a very natural outcome and performance from one of the absolute best. That was the perfect song, I think, that she could have sung. I don't know that there was a better song they could have put in front of her for her to sing. She did phenomenal. Yeah. And like you mentioned, Garth got pretty emotional, too. I mean, obviously, he was tearing up throughout different parts of the show. But I think most especially here. And I think it was just a culmination of the whole, you know, that part of the evening for him. Yep. Those performances was perfect. It was just perfect. Right. And and I think at the end, kind of where, you know, she was getting ready to walk off stage. Like he walked, you know, kind of like up towards her, you know, blew her the kisses that he always does. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell that there was, there was a genuine, there was a genuine. Admiration. Admiration. It's a perfect word. From Garth. For her and all the other people that honored him as well. But you could just tell that that was, I don't know that he could have wrote a better ending. Yeah, I agree. So another thing I wanted to mention to you guys, if you haven't checked it out, the Kennedy Center Honors has a YouTube channel. And they have a lot of extra like highlights and videos from the days leading up to and during all of this Kennedy Center Honors that were not included in the CBS show. So there is, Garth has a speech. There are other videos. There's a video of Kelly Clarkson talking about the whole experience. And so I would highly suggest you check those out. And if you have a subscription to Paramount Plus, which is CBS's streaming service, I believe they have extras as well. So be sure and check that out too. So that is going to wrap up our discussion of Garth being honored as one of 2020's Kennedy Center honorees. Now let's go over to Pete 
for a shout out to one of our favorite Garthologists. This week's shout out goes to Scott Foster. Scott, we always appreciate the feedback and the amazing Studio G recaps that you do. If you Garthologists want to hear what Scott is all about, you can find him at Garthcast. That's his podcast where he does a phenomenal job. Yes. Thank you, Scott, so much. You're awesome. We appreciate it, Scott. Have you checked out our website at Garthology.com yet? If not, stop by and leave us a comment on our blog page to let us know how we're doing. Plus, you can submit a show idea on the show idea page or sign up for the newsletter at the bottom of the website. And remember to subscribe to our podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Do you listen on Apple Podcasts? If so, stop by there now and give us a rating and write up a quick review to let us know how we're doing and to encourage others to listen. Are you in a Garth Brooks fan page on Facebook? If so, don't forget to share us with your group by posting about us or sharing one of our posts there. Help your friends in low places become Garthologists too. And speaking about friends in low places, if you guys are on the social media networks, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash GarthologyCast. If you guys are on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us there at GarthologyCast. If any one, two, or three of those that you guys use, while you're there, if you could like, share, retweet, and or just comment to interact with us, we really, really enjoy following and answering back to you guys. So if you guys could continue to do that, we really would appreciate it. This has been Season 2, Episode 15 of Garthology, and I'm Deb. I'm Pete. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Jess, we miss you so much. So, so much, Deb. I mean, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got an ending.